welcome to Faithfully Unapologetic. I'm Kelly Jean Pittman, and this is my amazing daughter, Jaina Pittman. We are a mom and teen duo, and our mission is to empower others in faith to help them break free from the stress of everyday life. By sharing our experience, we hope to inspire you to find joy, peace, and connection in the craziness of the world around us. Every other week, we'll share the secrets of a resilient heart, and you'll learn how to nurture a strong mind, body, and soul by taking advantage of the divine power of prayer. We're so excited to share this space with all the beautiful souls who are listening today. Welcome, beautiful listeners, and Happy New Year! Happy, Happy New Year! Uh, today, Jane and I are going to talk about the number one block to motivation. Yeah, I mean, how how amazing is it that we're talking about motivation and we just started a new year and new year. people are starting resolutions. It's we're crazy. St- we're starting over. We're who, starting over. Who wants to start over? Who wants to have the best year and become the best version of themselves? Raise your hand. I do. My hand's <laughs> we up all do. High. I think we do. We can't <laughs> see you, but raise them high and dance around because, hey, it's 2022. Shush. And I'm going to no, be all shiny no, and new. Woohoo. Stop. <laughs> okay. Come on. No. It's a new no. year. Um, and who it is d- a new year, but doesn't mean you have to sing about it. Well, la-di-da-da to you, too. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> happy new year again happy new year <laughs> that's the best version of myself singing there huh? well hopefully not <laughs> I, I don't even know what we're talking about even any, anymore we're talking about the number one block to motivation and yes. so in this new year um people like to create as i think you said resolutions yes resolutions very popular this time of this time of year Right. Uh, but more importantly is the last two years that we have been kind of stuck in, I think most people would agree. It feels kind of like a broken record. We're just living the same two years over and over again. Um, right. In 2022, we really want it to be new. How we do. That? That, okay, that was good. I, I'll give that to you. <laughs> okay. I'll give that to you. Thank you. Thank you. And so we do because honestly, I mean, I'm just going to talk a little bit about myself and it's like... I honestly feel like I've been stuck. I mean, I'm, I, I, ha- I don't have problems with focus normally. Yeah. I don't really have problems for motivation. I'm kind of like a go, 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 do, 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 get things done. Not necessarily in a manic way, but I just like to create. I like to produce. I'm usually very, very organized and targeted and get lots of things done. Yeah. But this last two years, I feel like I'm stuck. I mean, I'm, like, stuck in this mud or something. My brain, it's like I can have these thoughts and these ideas and things I want to do, but I, I feel kind of frozen. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely agree with that. School is just, I mean, especially this year, it's the last Senior. stretch. Woo-hoo. She's graduating. Yeah. I mean, like, that probably helps the lack of motivation. But My baby's graduating. I don't know. You just brought in a new fear in the new year. But okay, oh my gosh, sorry. you're just rhyming up the storm today. <laughs> anyway, I don't want to digress. I just thought about that. But yeah, so like, I mean, this last year I've been super, super unmotivated to just do my schoolwork, and it's like, oh my gosh, I don't know what's happening. But I don't feel like doing any schoolwork, and I just kind of want to be done with it, which I will be eventually. But it's just right now, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm in the final stretch. I just want to be done. Like, I love my friends and seeing my friends, but schoolwork, 
nope can't Screw do that <laughs> schoolwork man yeah. who wants to do schoolwork and for me yeah I just it's a it's a different feeling it's a different feeling that I've had for a long time where yeah I mean I don't really see you like getting unmotivated I mean maybe you get tired but it's not like uh. yeah it's not right and it's not that I'm not doing things that you know I've done a lot of things but I just feel professionally and and personally and kind of the goals that I want to achieve like getting my book published and maybe a couple other things yeah that I, I've just I, I literally feel frozen it's like my mind goes blank and I can't even think of what to do next and I can look up plans and kind of decide and kind of get a little little whim of I'm going to do this but then it kind of dissipates. It's kind of like a resolution, you know. People make their resolutions, and then, you know, it it goes for a little bit, and then it kind of just gets done, right? And I've actually looked up some stats because um, I know I've heard some stats in the past about resolutions and um, the failure rate of them, actually. And I was actually surprised. But I have, I'm going to read, I'm going to ask you a little question. It's a little quiz. Okay. Um, out of those who make New Year's resolutions, after about a week, how many are still successful in keeping it? How many would you say? So take. It's kind of tricky. 100%. We're oh, talking so it's about out of 100%? One week, yeah. One week. Okay. Uh, so they're fresh. They're fresh. They're excited. I'll give you a little hint. They're excited. I don't know, but okay, so people are so distracted nowadays, I feel like. But this wasn't so, nowadays. But, this was before the last two years this was taken in like oh okay okay just well to make it clear okay i'll 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 be hopeful and say 60 percent of people Ooh, well and that's quite a bit and that and you're not you're not far off but actually people are more motivated than that really um it says after one week 75 percent are still successful in keeping the resolution okay. that's not that's really good that means only 25 percent of people drop it after a week i'm glad right. to see that people have that good of an attention span. Um, so that's great. And, you know, and I, but if you look at it, though, you think one week, that's not very long. I guess if it's a if it's a daily thing, I guess that's seven days, so that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, if you're keeping that up, good kudos to you. But if it's a weekly thing, and so I'm looking at it, and I'm like, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm motivated to take out, or my resolution is to take out the trash. Okay, that's a, that's a sad resolution. <laughs> All right, fine. It's a sad resolution. You're right. Bad example. Okay, if I'm going to – maybe they're all bad. If I'm going to exercise once a week, that's still kind of lame, I mean, maybe. I, I mean, <laughs> I hope that you're working out more than once a week. But, you know, if you're just getting started, sure, 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 sure. Sure. That's, a, that's my goal, once a week. <laughs> you okay. are busy. Uh, <laughs> I am busy. That's hard to fit it in. I can make up all sorts of excuses for exercise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go. I have here, it says, after six months. Okay, after um, six months. 46% of people who make resolutions, uh, how many, oops, oh, no, did I just blow that? <laughs> <laughs> and here, we're live. Oh, no. After six months, how many people are still successful at keeping their resolution? I gave a big hint. Was it 46 <laughs> Wait, I'm... yeah, forty-six percent. Oh okay, if I did get that right, I was about to. <laughs> that was the easy one. Yeah, your schooling needs to be no, right? Okay, okay I sur- but okay, so fine. I'll just read the stat. Yeah, just read the stats guess. now. <laughs> and after six months, forty-six percent of people who make a resolution are still successful at keeping it after six months. That's almost fifty percent. Yeah, that's like pretty darn good. People are good. People are good. I am impressed with that. That's awesome. I think that's really cool. Yeah. However, I do go to 
after a year, and I'm trying to find that, how many people feel that they have been successful with their resolution? Now, this is after a full year, so we're past that six months mark. So, how many, there's a survey, the percentage of people stuck to all the resolutions. Now, this was done um, in 2019, so right before the last two years. So, yeah. this is a good, a good measure. So, all of them. So, this is like people who got gung home made lots of them, um, or more than one. And kept all of them. Yeah, that kept all of them. Am I guessing? Yeah, guess. I would say 5%. Very good guess. 7%. Um, Heck yeah. Stuck to all their resolutions. And so this is more than one. So you see the percentage is getting pretty low, so that motivation piece is kind of really kind hard of to keep long down term. The drain. But how many, per- what percentage do you think kept some of them? Uh, we'll say 10%. That was a good guess again. It says 19% kept felt that they kept some of their resolutions throughout the year. That's pretty good, actually. You know? It's not bad at all. Right. Considering just, like, how... Or, for like, for me, it's easy for me to get unmotivated so quickly that... You know? It's good to see that people are keeping resolutions and have this hope and... And they're sticking to it. Yeah. But for me, I see it a little bit differently, and that's just me, and that's maybe the perfectionist piece of me. I'm looking at, like, only 19% after a year kept their resolution be like why bother i have an 80 percent chance of failing yeah but you could be part of that 19 percent, right i could be but it's that kind 80% of like a half glass or half yeah full half empty that 80 percent is a large percentage and um it depends on how much i really want to exercise and True. let me tell you that 80 <laughs> percent i might fall in <laughs> i don't really want to exercise that much <laughs> Uh, I bet you that if we raise, we don't have to raise hands this time. We won't tell. But nope. that exercise piece is a difficult one, and I know I'm not the only one on yeah. that one looking for, for sure. motivation. But that is something that um, I myself would like to get more motivated and exercise more in the new year. I yeah. think I walk a lot, and I've done more than I ever have, but it's still not up to where I would really like to be. And I honestly, well, I guess I probably walk at least three times a week, but I'd like more weight-bearing exercise. So what's a goal that you would like to do? What, something that you would be motivated and you well, want motivation for? I would just say there's a couple things. I mean, you know, after the holidays, you kind of eat a lot of sugar and stuff. I'd like to get back oh on boy. eating we like well. To yeah. Um, I would like to start reading my Bible more, you know, that's get more plus. first, you know, get get those books down and well actually you know this one that I just came up with but I'd like to start reading more I think reading just helps you your writing your liter like just like, read better and write better it just helps with all of those skills so I like to read more right reading in general all your spare time yeah <laughs> which yeah. isn't a lot but that's a good one I like it I yeah. like it go for it and um, you know exercise you know keep up but exercise schedule and you just, do you do great you've done great yeah. at that though that's something you haven't had a problem with yeah but just like you know, keeping keeping it up you know not falling off i admire you're my idol thank you uh, if thank i can you. be like jana <laughs> you know, exercise as yeah. often as she does i only even half as often as she does i'd be doing good <laughs> well those are just some mine one of the more important ones that i'd like to work on is just kind of this might sound weird, but, like, taking school less seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, I 
I feel like I take it to an extent where I'm like freaking out about like the smallest assignments when I really don't need to be and just kind of like taking a step back and being more calm about it and not like freaking out if I don't get an A so you know just kind of taking a step back from that and um, allowing myself to have the the flexibility of not getting an A you know what I mean right yeah I know what you mean um that's my biggest one seems like the pressure's there and it kind of seems like it comes from the top of the schools when I'm talking when I'm talking to other parents other parents are just as frustrated as I am when their kids are really upset about grades and trying to get into a good college it's like I listen to like the principal talk and he's like well, don't worry, we don't expect that your kids are running around doing everything, but we have lots of kids who are on the Aon Royal National Honor Society, and they're in all the sports, and they're captain of the team, and they're in, and they're doing volunteer groups, and they're doing all this stuff, and it's just like, whoa, yeah. wait a second. It's, it's just so much. <laughs> you just said, yeah, it was okay if your kids just didn't, you know, wasn't in everything, and now you're just telling us, you're kind of saying, no, this is what we expect everybody to be. Yeah. But, like, you know, that grades part, like, school is the main, or, like, you know, learning and getting those grades and doing your assignments is, like, the main point of school. It's not necessarily even being involved. Right. That's a, that's a good part of it, but school is school. Like, education and doing the assignments, taking tests, and, you know, getting the grades is, like, the whole point of school. That's what you're there for. Yeah. But it shouldn't really be, we don't want it to be a do or die, because it takes away from everything. So that's kind of my biggest goal is just taking a step back and not freaking out about an A minus <laughs> right. or a B. So, yeah. Right. And then especially stuck in these last two two years, I think yeah. a lot of people have a goal of losing weight. Oh, that's a big one. It's a big one. Not just eating healthy, right? Uh, yeah. It's especially we're looking after the holidays and uh, we really focus on eating healthy with that brain health but we also love to bake and so um yes yes we do we baked lots of goodies and though they're grain free and a lot less sugar you know what they're still baked goods and (laughs) yeah still stuff that we we want in the new year kind of wean off of yeah a limit get back to our healthy for sure healthier diet uh getting more organized um is another one that is always good and i'm always looking for that in different areas of my life um particularly in my more professional life, getting something organized and get some projects actually done. I feel like I've been working on so many different things and I don't ever complete them. I kind of get stuck. Yeah. And so those are just some of the things that we want to be motivated to do. But what we have found, again, and particularly in this last two years of pandemic, is that I'm frozen and I I can't even get to the motivation part because I'm just kind of stuck. Yeah, I mean, but like, what what's making you frozen? What it what is it? What Why? is the biggest block of motivation? What is the biggest block for my motivation? <sighs> what's the biggest block for your motivation? What is the biggest block for our listeners' motivation? Well, when it comes right down to it, we're gonna and we're actually we're peeling back lots of layers here. Yeah, we're not we're not talking about surface level blocks to motivation. Uh, yeah. We're talking kind of like the deep inner block of motivation something that really stops us from doing something that we know is good for us something that we really want to do and the number one block to motivation is fear it's fear and so and if you think about it and think about back to 2020 it's like what is the one thing that's been consistent for almost the last two years there's just been a lot of 
fear in the air. Everywhere. Everywhere. Everywhere you look. Um, no matter what it is, right? Whether it's fear of not having enough toilet paper is where we started out, which yeah. was kind of crazy that where that all came funny, from. But like, you know. It wasn't funny to the people who were emptying the. <laughs> True. I mean, fear of <laughs> not having food, fear of not having a job, fear of not having enough money, not having fear enough of resources. Fear of being healthy. Yeah. Fear um, of not being healthy. Fear of a shot, fear of not taking a shot, fear of everything. Yeah. It's just kind of fear of like a lot of different things piled together to create just a fearful environment right fear of family fear yeah. of family's health yeah fear of everything so yeah. it is if you're stuck if you've been stuck the last year or so and you really are wondering where your motivation went i've got a pretty good guess that it's kind of stuck in fear here yeah i mean fear just takes and robs and and lies. And destroys. Zach Williams has got a great song that says, Fear is a Liar. Yeah. And he is absolutely right. It's like whispering in your ear, telling you all these horrible things. And so where are we to go and what are we to do? Well, guess what? We're going to take our cue from... The Bible. The Bible. I said that like I didn't know we were going to. The Bible? The Bible? The Bible? The number one best-selling book of all time is where we're going to get our answers from. Yeah. Actually. And so we've picked out two verses, and we're kind of going to look at that. And it kind of, what's wonderful about the Bible is that it's 2,000 years old, and it's still so relevant today. (laughs) Relevant? It's so, what's so amazing about the Bible Sorry. <laughs> what's so amazing? No, I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> what's so amazing about this Bible is that it's relevant. Yes, it is very relevant. <laughs> it is, even though it was written so long ago in a totally different time than where we are right yeah, now. It's so different. I mean, <laughs> to think back, like, like two thousand years ago, that's crazy. What? But it still has so much meaning and means so much to us and to so many people. Right, and it really does give answers, and pull, it helps to pull us out, helps to pull our soul out of that that fear, that frozen fear that stops yeah. all motivation to do anything, let alone do good or act out of love. Yeah, and so the first one we have comes from the book of Matthew. It is Matthew six twenty seven, and it says, which you might have heard this one, my worrying and being anxious will not add a single hour to the span of my life. Oh, which you know it's a, it's pretty a, it's a pretty prevalent one, but it's still got that like wow shock factor like oh my goodness it does because that is that is a statement of truth yeah and particularly his last two years honestly actually right it does the anxiety and fear rob you and so in particular last two years it's been really hard to find truth truth is something that never changes yeah the words what they're saying that the meaning of it never changes yeah and that is truth right there whether it was 2000 years ago or any year in between up until now um worrying about things is not going to add one day to your life no ever never and who is fierce oops i'm blowing it all again who is anxiety's companion fear (laughs) fear (laughs) i mean they go hand in hand they're two peas in a pod they're just wedded bliss feed off of each other to create this kind of storm of horribleness <laughs> right does this, this this lie um this control it really controls you it, well it and, and it, it drags rob- you down it does and it robs you of all hope yeah typically you when you feel hopeless 
have an anxiety and a fear, and when you ha- it takes your hope away, and when you have no hope, you have nothing. Yeah. There is no possibility of a better future. I've definitely felt hopeless, hel- hopeless before. Yeah, we're all having this problem with tripping over words today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, after the holidays, it's like, woo! Oh, too much sugar! <laughs> we did have a chocolate mint before we started. Oh, Keep, yeah, that's, keeping, that's keeping up the, the holiday. <laughs> <laughs> so that that fear and anxiety piece it can't add a day to your life so it comes to the actual fact that we really affect a question that we need to ask ourselves do we want to waste our energy and our time worrying and stuck in anxiety heck and fear no no way no way Jose. no way in fact science good old science um has backed this up and it supports the fact that worry which is equated with stress, Mm -hmm. which many studies have been done on stress. And uh, the latest studies show that stress is probably the number one precursor to illness and disease, which illness and disease shortens your life. And so not only does anxiety and fear not add extra days to your life. It kind of takes away from the span of your life. It takes away. So do we want to be wasting our time? No. And energy on that. No. But then how do you move out? I mean, How do you move out? We do have another verse, which uh, I I think is a beautiful one. I really wanted to read it, but I'll let mom have it. Oh, well, you didn't tell me that before. We could have changed the order before we got live. No, it's totally fine. It's totally fine. Okay, I like this I just know you really like this one. I I do really like that one. I like the other one, too, which is really good. But this one, I just love it because it kind of gives us kind of steps. Yeah. And strategies. It also tells us who we are. Yes, it does. So, so I love we'll, it. We'll stop talking about it. Let's get to it. <laughs> All right. So God has not given me a spirit of fear. No, no, no. Oh, oh, oh. oh Did you no, guys no. hear that? It's really important. Oh, no, no. So I'm going to read it again. God has not given me a spirit of fear or, or end timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline yes god never designed us to be fearful or timid creatures he he gave us this power and this love and this self-discipline and yes really amazing right and so look at what was listed first he said that we're not a spirit of fear or i mean we're not timid but we are of power people power yeah we have the power yeah uh, to control ourselves and who we are. Yeah. And we, yeah, we ultimately, well, with God's help, like if we accept who we are, that we are made in the image of God and that we are these, we, we are able creatures. Like we can take back that power instead of kind of being stuck in this fear, which is actually taking away from the span of our life. Right. So when we're stuck in fear, it's like we lose all power, right? That's that frozen state that I'm talking about where I can't move. And so that is powerless. But God is telling us that we're made of power. So we're powerful. We're made in the image of God. Yeah. And God is the creator. We are creators, beautiful souls. We can create and we can create our world we can control who we are in essence by not letting others tell us who we are yeah and so we're of power and love 
of course. And God <laughs> is love. God is love. So we're again, that's kind of made in the image of God and love. And love is the highest vibration on this earth, on this mm-hmm. planet. Uh, love, honestly, can conquer all. If you can understand that concept, it is the strongest power. It is far stronger than fear, actually. Far stronger, yeah. Because love moves. Yeah. Love changes. Love doesn't, like, get you stuck or take away from your life. No. It adds to your life. Right. Love heals. Mm -hmm. So love is power. Power is love. Yes. And then the wonderful... Self-discipline. Last part of this phrase, self-discipline. And I think particularly in America today, that's maybe a bad word. Yeah. Self-discipline? Who wants to be self-disciplined? It's like instant gratification. Let yourself go. Go, go, go. Fun, fun, fun. Do it now. Worry about it later. Uh, Yeah, like there's no consequences, but there's always consequences, good or bad. There is. You have to realize that. And when you have that, when you have the power and the love to have self-discipline, you're going to have a much more fulfilling life and you're... Like, you're not going to have to, like, worry about, you know, paying such a big, horrible price for, like, the the toll on your body, that fear and all that's, I don't know. The fear that and the stress sense, and like, anxiety gonna, yeah. are, are, are taking on you when you yeah. move into this power love with this self-discipline yeah. that God has given us and created us to have. And so with that, we can move into joy. We can move into peace. Yeah. And we can let go of that anxiety with that self-discipline. So it, we really do have the power to create this change. So that is the positive we do. encouragement that we want to share with you. That even if you feel like you've been so stuck and you can't move, that we are made in the image of God. We are made in the spirit of not fear, not to be timid, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Yeah. So I love that one. And that's Second Timothy one seven yeah and so that is really good and so how do we actually start doing that how do we actually grab hold of our power move into love and practice self-discipline yeah because it's kind of hard these days just with what well it is yeah it's hard it is and um as with everything kind of as we talk about our podcast we're talking about breaking the cycle of anxious thoughts yeah and so there's many steps to doing this yeah and so today we're just focusing on that fear aspect yeah um that blocks motivation yeah and so it's kind of a tiny little aspect but as we go throughout the year we're going to talk about More. all the different aspects yeah, right for of, sure of breaking up for that sure. anxiety cycle but part of it is to understand that we're stuck in this fear yeah. Um, which blocks motivation. And so one way that we can move out of this fear, it requires lots of self-discipline, not going to lie. Yes. <laughs> I mean. Because it's kind of everywhere. Yeah, this is the epitome of self-discipline, I think, in today's age. But one way to move out of that fear is to get off the media. Yeah. And Which is like kind of telling a human not to breathe <laughs> it almost feels like it yeah that's a good an- analogy you know and of course the only thing the media you stay on is of course the podcast faithfully unapologetic yeah like if you want to like stay on know, here you know comment like subscribe yes. do all those things but you know. um everything else off 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 yes everything is off 
Okay. Actually, but we're serious on getting off the media because the media is all based in fear. It's made to stimulate your fear response. It's yeah. made to stimulate your stress response. Uh, the makers of the media know exactly what they're doing. And they know that when, it's important to know that when, we haven't really discussed this, but when you get stuck in your fear response, um, your brain shuts down. Yeah. That you have no access to the thinking part of your brain, which is called the cognitive part, the thinking part, the problem-solving part. And so when you get stuck in your stress response or your fear response, the brain shuts down. You don't have blood flow to that part of the brain. And you get stuck in what's called your limbic system or your animal brain, the brain stem. There's a bunch of different words for that. But that is the stress response. If you're stuck in anxiety, you're in that stress response. Yeah. If you're stuck in fear, you're in that stress response. And so what happens with fear is that you can't problem solve. You can't think for yourself. You're only, when you're stuck in that mode, you have only three choices, basically. It's called survival mode, right? And so, Gina, you've heard... Fight, fight, or fight. Yep, you've heard... Fight, flight, or freeze. Right. We're well-versed in this and kind of um, learning how to move out of, like, the stress response. We really need to get out of this as much as we can. And it's very necessary, the stress response, and it's awesome. And often ways that people explain it is that like let's say a hundred years ago if we were walking out in the woods and uh we saw a bear jane and i are picking berries and we saw a bear and it's like we're gonna do one of three things we move into our fear brain we were happy we were talking we were conversing we see the bear boom all thought goes away um and we have three choices choices are fight fight Fight, flight, or freeze. Right. And so either we're going to bite off the bear or we're going to flee, run away, or we're going to play dead. And those three can help us survive out in the wilderness and in attacks like that. But what happens is, is that in our society, we're functioning in that state much of the time. And so when we're stuck in our fear brain, we can't really think very clearly. And so what happens is media triggers that and we can't think clearly. We can't problem solve. We can't move out. And so we want to really limit ourselves. Yeah. Media media. sucks. Get off of it. Yeah. And so what kind of, how does, for the teens, how do you think handling that is? Uh, It's not good. There's just so much, like, I mean, things on the media spread like wildfire. Like, it doesn't really matter if you're a teen or whatever, but I, I think we're so heightened to it like we're just like everything catches our attention so if there's one big bad headline it's gonna spread like wildfires and then you just get caught up and even for me I'll I mean there's been a lot of stuff about school shootings around my area and you know it kind of gets me like worried and kind of like heightened and stuff but right you go into that fear response right you get very scared you can't think you want to shut down yeah it's really not my concern because it's not even in my school I mean, it'll be in the area, but it, right. you know, the best thing I can do about that is pray about it. Uh, I don't need to ignite my stress response because of it. No, and that's one thing that, like, I tell my clients that I work with is, like, if God wanted us to know what was going around on all around the world, we would have telepathy. Is that right? No. Telepathy. We would, we would know what was going on. If God wanted us to know what was going on all around the world, we would know. It's not, um, we weren't meant to take care of the world. We can't take care of the world. It's like we have enough going on within our own life, within our own families, 
um, that we don't need to know what's going on, even like with, you say, like the school shootings. It's like it's not happening in our school. It doesn't really affect us. We don't really need to worry about it or know about it. And so I have pulled off the media probably for almost a decade, and people will say, oh, my gosh, then that's, like, irresponsible and you don't know what's going on. But let me tell you, people will let you know what you need to know. Yeah. You don't have to worry like about if that. If something big goes on, they're gonna, you're going to know. From experience, you're going to know. And I can tell you I've had a client that did go off media cold turkey. She had a hard time. She thought that she was being selfish if she wasn't crying over every disaster that happened. And she said it was the most freeing experience that she ever had. It was, like, amazing. It's like she got a little ding in her mailbox, and she, like, didn't. Um, felt so good because she didn't respond to it. She didn't need to dump all that stress and that fear into her life. And I also had a um, another client who was male who came in, and he was like, I'm doing really good today in my anxiety. I feel great. But he's like, you know what? I haven't looked at my phone yet today. And he's like, I know that has something to do with it. And it absolutely does. And so... You really, if you want to move out of that fear, you have to quit putting fear into your brain, the yeah. storyline. So you have to really move out of that media piece. Um, and that is going to require some self-discipline, maybe a schedule, you know, to set it up differently. And we'll probably have more on this in the future, but that is one. You, if you want to really move out of fear, you have to really go off the media. So it's yeah. fear is not being constantly dumped into your mind. Yeah. So number two, kind of kind of goes along with this, is but you need to set boundaries for yourself. You need to know when you're getting too much information, basically, or someone's kind of upping your jazz, or they're they're maybe they're hurting you like emotionally or physically or spiritually. Like you need to know your boundaries and just know what things what things to avoid, who to avoid thoughts to avoid movies to avoid like you need to know your, like just make set boundaries for yourself right so set boundaries totally relates to media you know cutting yeah. that off it totally relates to different people if you're around negative people who are always dumping negative thoughts maybe they're even mean to you maybe they could be harmful it's like step away from them um take your distance it's okay don't hang around people yeah. or a thing. Even over the two years, people and friends have changed. And sometimes um, it can be really hard. People go to extremes and they have these extreme emotions that maybe are negative. And you don't have to be with them. In my 55 years of life, I've learned, I've been very sad when some friendships have ended, but what God has shown me, as they say, what, when the door closes, a window opens, or vice versa. Something like that. I can't remember. <laughs> Something like that. Um, but I found it to be true that I've gotten a friend, that, um, a relationship, that it's even more meaningful than the one that was lost, even though I mourned it. And so sometimes you really need to set those boundaries and keep yourself safe. Yeah, I mean, with setting boundaries, too, you're taking back your power, especially if you're around people that are kind of putting you down. And so distancing yourself or setting boundaries around them is going to allow you to to take back your power and come out of love instead of fear or whatever right. they're telling you or putting into your head. Right. Hanging around negative people isn't love. No. You don't want to confuse it with that. Um, loving yourself first and setting your boundaries first is the biggest act of love that you can do. For sure. And when you're taking care of yourself and you're loving yourself, then you're able to extend it to others. Yeah. And so you can move on and pray for somebody, but you don't necessarily have to be around somebody who's negative and mean. Yeah. 
and then and that kind of brings us to number three especially sometimes with the boundary piece is like bring your fears to god yeah i mean god is all knowing and always going to be there for you and even with my experience i know that when i take my fears to god or whatever is bothering me i just kind of feel this weight off my chest it doesn't matter if i'm talking to him or journaling i mean it's always a mix of both but i just feel so much more relief and i find really it's been the core kind of 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 god um bringing my fears to god has been the core of my life where i have found answers where i've been stuck in these places that seem very bleak they seem hopeless but i bring it to god it's like god um sometimes it's the simplest god help me yeah i don't know what to do i need your help please help me I vibe with that. I need your help. Yeah. <laughs> I need your help right now. I don't know what to do in this situation. Help me, help yeah. me, help me. You just seem so like <laughs> desperate, but like, you know, you're just trying to find your way. Right. And it's like, I don't even have like words to like say fancy, but it's just like, show me. But inevitably he does. But the trick here, right, is to. doesn't have to be fancy. <laughs> no, is to be open when you're crying out in prayer. Yeah. Which we talk about in praying correctly. So if you're struggling with knowing how to pray or just if you think praying is one way like you might want to check out that one right or if you don't exactly know what we mean by being open it goes into more detail and that you have to be really open to the answers but bringing your fears to god and helping to set up these boundaries with people if there's a relationship um a lot of times i have taken that to god in prayer and he has shown me different ways to handle it or the relationship actually has changed after I've taken it yeah. to prayer. And what I've seen is really is that my perspective actually shifted. And I've seen what maybe this person was saying or acting. I saw it in a different way. Yeah. Where it shifted my you whole You totally pers- get a different perspective. And it's like, wow. And I was so mad about this. But now when I'm looking at this, I was the one in error. Yeah. I can see the love from this person. I can see that it wasn't meant to attack me. I can see that I was supported. Yeah. So that's why it's very powerful to yeah. bring your fears to God about all the different areas. Yeah. And so that kind of leads to our our fourth one. And the fourth one is to read devotions. And I think the most important aspect of this is to read it with someone else. I read it with my mom. And we yeah. love... Uh, what one do we love? Jesus Calling by Sarah Young. <laughs> yeah. And that it's has fabulous. been a lifesaver for us. We read it for years. I'm going to be honest. And people, like, bust a gut sometimes when I tell them. But I read we read the same devotion book over and over every year. Yeah. And I, I feel like I can never remember it, though. But it always applies. It it's, always applies. It's the same. The same. It's dated. So... Like every year on January twelfth, which is my birthday, yay! But um, it's gonna be give a little plug there. <laughs> it's coming up. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be the same thing. But the beauty, God's word is amazing. This yeah. is definitely God. Sure. She heard God. He's God is yeah. in this book. That's we why. can see God's hands and because, all over Sarah and just right. like Him speaking through her. My life has changed dramatically since getting this book for, yeah. I don't know how long I've had it, years, a decade. I mean, yeah. I don't even know. For sure. I'm not in the same place every year. Mm-hmm. But yet, this book feeds my soul and gives me direction for the very need yeah. that I have. And, like, just starting out with it and, like, starting out with devotions and prayer and, like, reading the Bible because there's Bible verses in there. It just, it takes your mind off of the fear that you may be experiencing in that moment or in that time period and it kind of shifts your focus back to God, which is going to 
uh, right. start bringing your life into love and joy again right and, and which you're which god made us to be absolutely it does it brings in light and love yeah. and god's direction and yeah. peace it kind of turns you around where like oh yeah i'm caught up in this it's like really what this isn't about god yeah. right this isn't where i want to be and so and no we don't get a plug in any way shape or form no sarah, but if sarah you want to hit us up you're listening out there we love you we'd love to have you on a podcast yeah, because you are absolutely amazing. That book is life changing, or that it devotional is. book. But for all you moms and daughters out there, we really do recommend some kind of devotion book read yeah. together because I think uh, it became even more powerful when we started reading it together. Yeah, I mean, it totally it it not only brings our relationship closer to God, but it brings our like my mom and I closer together, and that has been such a crucial part in like just our entire journey absolutely so i mean i totally re- recommend reading with your mom or your dad or whoever like yeah anybody it could yeah. be a friend you could be friends you could be sisters it could be husband and wife right it could be anybody who wants to grow and move into that joy and let go of that anxiety piece right yeah. and, and so, it just it brings so so much freedom but you also get different perspectives on like the thing and how it applies to each of your lives because right. even though it might be the same every single year it's still applying to both of our lives even though we're different we're different people but right. it applies so even as a mom and you're a daughter right yeah. it still applies to both of us we can pull out examples and the beautiful part and what is really helpful and doing it with someone is that accountability piece yeah that because is very big we can both say, hey, yeah, what about that? Or, hey, what about that in your life? And it's just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's totally a thing. Um, so it's really powerful and moving out of that fear and finding that motivation. It really is motivational. Yeah. Uh, to do to those devotions together and to bring our prayers yeah. to God. So just to kind of recap some tips on how to move you out of fear so you so you can feel this motivation again so you can move energy into this new year with love and joy and anticipation yeah anticipation hope anticipation motivation you have hope we want to give right it gives you want to give hope yeah hope for a better future to become your best version of yourself with your best life in 2022 all shiny and new I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. She's only 18. Don't let her feel it fool you. <laughs> All right. Well, well to, in order to, to move into joy and to love and to feel motivated again and not to, to avoid that fear, the first one is to just you know, get, get out of the media. Like, avoid the media. the media. Avoid it like the plague. Do whatever <laughs> you can. Um, if you find that it's really difficult, I mean, it's addicting. Yeah. stimulating your cortisol and adrenaline, adrenaline literally and have your, someone else set your screen time or something and your dopamine so yeah. have someone help you be accountable whether yeah. it's a teenager or whether it's mom maybe you both you know yeah. mom you say hey honey um how look you're on the phone again how's your you know how is it going with your screen time yeah or maybe it's the daughter saying Mom, I just saw you on the phone again. This is like your fifth time. How's it going? Is this how you really want to be spending your time? Uh, we want to get off of that. I mean, yeah. it, it can it can really be helpful, but it's challenging. But I would love for um, you to like post and let us know if you go off. Haha, <laughs> post. Post <laughs> Sorry, somewhere. Funny like, yeah. yeah, comment, comment, yeah, comment on our podcast. 
what going off media did for you. Yeah. We're working on getting a place set up where we can communicate more. Yes, for sure. Keep you updated on that, but. And the second one is, the second tip we have is. Setting boundaries. Setting boundaries. Set those boundaries. um, And so that is setting boundaries for yourself and with other people, with media, with, right, movies, books, things that you're putting into your mind. Your mind is yours. It's all you have. If other people, music lyrics is another place. If everything's dumping um, thoughts and ideas and words into your brain and you, your brain is yours. You want to own it. Take back that power. Yeah, take back that power and be sure to set boundaries and so that your brain is kind of a sanctuary, a safe place where you can be. Yeah. And the third one is to bring your problems, <laughs> your problems, yeah, sorry. Yeah, your problems, that's bring, right. Bring, just bring everything to God. Bring your fears to God. Bring your problems, your problems to God. Fears is a problem. Just bring, just bring it all to the foot. To the foot, to the <laughs> to his feet. To Jesus' um, feet. And be open to however he wants to answer that because, you know, God shows up in mysterious ways and he's ultimately there for us and wants the best for us, which is amazing. Yeah, and he can really shift your perspective when you're yeah. sincere. And again, he can. And again, if you want more on uh, praying to God and being open to his answers, go to Praying Correctly, which yeah. is podcast number two. Because we go into a lot of detail about that, and I think it's really helpful. For sure. And then, last but not least, is devotions. Uh, devotions or the Bible. You could do whatever you would like. Again, we recommend Jesus Calling by Sarah Young. Like This isn't a paid advertisement, but it's just something that's been very powerful in our life. Yeah. We care about it so much, and we, we just enjoy it, and this touched us that much that we just feel it's important to plug. <laughs> right, and I, I give that away to friends and um, people, and I actually gave it to a woman I met in the athletic club. Oh my gosh, I, I remember that. Yeah, and I didn't really know her. This is like the second time I had met her, and I just, I had bought, I found one at Goodwill, and I was actually going to give it to somebody else as a gift. And then it's like God just was like, all right, this is Give who, it to her. <laughs> yep, this is who it was really meant for. Yeah, which and is so, so cool. It was. And I just, I met her I by chance. I brought it, and I met her the day that I brought it. But I, I think it was by chance. I don't, like, I think I brought it in case I yeah. met her. And uh, she has told me in text that that book has been life-changing. It is life-changing. For her. She's so going get to, it and read it with someone else. Through a really difficult time, and it really changed everything. Yeah. So, I think we're about ready to end this. We're hoping that you're feeling a little bit more empowered and encouraged. Yeah. To I mean, ready to just jump into find, this new year. Yeah, find that motivation. Find that motivation. And we can get back here together in two weeks and start setting our goals, goals. and moving forward and creating Breaking the these anxious thoughts. best version of ourselves. Moving into joy. Moving into joy and yeah. connecting to God and building our faith stronger. For sure. For sure. So before we end, like always, I'd like to close this out in prayer and then we'll say our final goodbyes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So please join me, join us in prayer. Yes. However you feel comfortable doing so. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this day and this time and space to be able to just really connect with our listeners and uh, to mm-hmm. speak your words and just having the space to talk about what you've laid on our hearts god i pray that you just bless this new year for everybody who's listening for everyone who's not listening for for us and our families and everyone's families i pray that you 
just are able to break some of these thought patterns and the fear that is holding people ransom. It is so strong right now and it's so prevalent. It's honestly normalized. And I pray that you just break that, the hold that it has over us. I pray that the lies that it's been telling us, they go away. God, I pray that you, your light and your love is able to just, just surround everybody during this time. Amen. God, this is a new year. It is a new Woo-hoo! time. It is for you. This year is for you. It is for moving out of fear. It is for moving into love and moving into joy. God, amen. we love you. We praise you. And in your holy, holy name, amen. Amen. Sweet Jesus. Beautiful prayer. Very <laughs> Thank powerful. Thank you so much. Very I powerful. just got into it. <laughs> yes. So thank you. Uh, meet us back here in two weeks. Two weeks. And if this has um, moved you in any way, please share with others that yeah. you think might benefit from this. Please follow us and just comment. Yeah. And we love to hear from our listeners. Yeah. And we love ideas to get ideas. It. Yeah. Yeah. To um, any sure. ideas of what you'd like to hear moving forward. But thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And in love and faith, <laughs> Kelly. And Jaina. Bye. Bye.